welcome to yet another episode of When a Guy Has a Really Fucked Gender. As always, I'm your host, Jolene, and I'm joined this week by Iker. Iker, would you like to say hello to the audience? Um, yeah. Hi, audience. Me. And Iker, how would you describe your gender? Um, I don't describe it a lot. Um, I guess I would say I'm like, I think a lot about like creature gender. I'm like definitely a girl, but like also sort of like a girl in a, I don't know, like a shadowy, mirrory kind of way right now is how it feels. Shadowy, mirrory way. Okay. Or like That's mirror, like like something that is seen in a mirror or in like the periphery right. of vision. That's how. Shadow, like a shadow person, a shadow girl. I guess, yeah. Like <laughs> that sounds so edgy, but yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like a girl, but who's not like the other girls. Not like the other girls. That's classic. No, I mean, Creature is is pertinent. I found you. You were directed to me because I was trying to put together another Halloween episode for the podcast. And I don't know how Halloween-y this is going to be. Last year for Halloween, I had a vampire. I don't know if I told you this. I had a vampire on the podcast. I saw it in um, your original tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, I feel like that was kind of, um, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a Halloween as good as that again. Because that was a real, that was a real treat. That was like, I think it was literally, I like tweeted it as a joke. And someone was like, oh, I know a girl. And I was like, why are you? Why are you doing what? this to me? Why are you doing this to me at our at the beginning of our episode, saying I had an amazing episode last October? It's never well, going to be that good again. I hope I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I think I'll be wrong. I don't know. We'll I'm see. often wrong. We'll see. And now we'll I have see. a lot to live up to. I haven't listened to the vampire one, although I have been thinking about vampires lately. I wonder if your what vampire you would about? agree. Yeah. What do you um, think about vampires? <laughs> I think that vampires, okay, I was thinking about, I was thinking about, like, um, <laughs> I was thinking about Asteria, um, Baldur's Gate 3. You... I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3. How do you feel <laughs> so about spoilers sorry. for Baldur's Gate 3? I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Go for it. Um, Spoil- Okay, so if there's there is a, a little twinky elf guy and he's very flirtatious and you wake up in the middle of the night and he's like trying to bite you and you find out that he's a vampire but he's like not a true vampire. And then I was thinking about like, oh, what is like a true vampire? Someone who's like cursed with cuz he doesn't he can like go in sunlight or whatever. Um I was like, oh, okay. So like a true vampire is somebody who, I guess, has, like, all the curse stuff. And then I thought about, like, my curse stuff and how I was like, am I, like, cursed with my with my chromosomes? Um, Are you? Yes. However, 
vampires like trans people um the curse is sexy it turns out that like not being a vampire is infinitely less sexy than being a vampire and being cis is infinitely less sexy than being trans um so although there are many obstacles that i think we face um the end result or like the whatever the result is that we also happen to be like these gorgeous cursed beings that's really beautiful thanks did you always experience your chromosomes as a curse no no i mean i don't know like yes and no i guess um I'm still trying to get past the idea that the curse has to be bad, but that is like my own thing. It's what I said. So it is true. Um, the curse doesn't have to be bad. Um, yeah, they've like hindered me in certain things. And some mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, if y'all were both exes, that would be easy. That would be like simple. Um, but no, I love my little white chromosome. She's adorable. Um, she's a little stupid, maybe. She like doesn't know what she's doing, and sometimes seeks to like obstruct me. Um, uh, I don't know. She's also integral to who I am, which I think is part of what makes a curse um, so powerful. In a sexy way, or just generically powerful. Definitely part of it is sexy, but I think, like, there's a part of it that's that's beyond that as well. Like, I don't know. I think about the way I see us engaging with art and engaging with the world in, like, radical, beautiful ways. And sometimes, like, I don't mean to, like, romanticize trans people because um that, that there are bad ones and like evil ones in a way that that is not sexy at all um but i don't think that we would get to where we are without like some of the some of the the complications of our chromosomal makeup if that makes sense i think it does I think I can see that. Like, what would you do? You wouldn't be making this podcast, right? Would you be making a podcast? If I weren't trans? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I would hope not. I feel terribly embarrassed to be making a podcast in the first place. I feel like this podcast is the least shitty podcast that I could be making. And I think that if I were... One, this would be a very funny podcast for me to do as a cis person, I think, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, right, I've been, like, uh, I've been thinking a lot about, like, the, the optics of this, because um, a previous guest told me that uh, her boy- one of her boyfriends, um, who is also trans, uh, refused to listen to the episode that she did 
because uh, they were like, I think it's kind of like fucked up and mean that you were on this podcast calling your gender fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I think that your podcast would be called When a Guy Has a Really Normal Gender, maybe. When a guy has a very respectfully interesting gender. Um, mm. But I've also been thinking about it because, it, you know, it kind of limits like the way that I'm able to like advertise for guests. Um, cause I kind of have to like, I'm kind of locked into like talking to a certain kind of trans person that's like willing to, even if they won't necessarily agree with this like framing, cause like I have attempted to record episodes with like, uh, um, people that would like very like vigorously disagree with the framing of this podcast before and... Sometimes those have come out, sometimes those haven't. For the most part, those haven't. Um, there was one kind of, like, notable instant, instance where I I got on the recording, I got, like, 20 minutes in with this girl, and she was just... Well, she wasn't really giving me much to work with, and then also I think she was trying to bait me into getting angry or something, and I Ooh. didn't think that would make for an interesting podcast, so I just didn't do it. Um, and then... The end result was her being like, okay, this is boring, and I'm uncomfortable, and I'd really prefer you if you didn't release this. And I was like, well, I don't really have anything worth releasing. So, um, you know, I don't know. Um, I count that as a win for myself on some cosmic scoreboard, but I don't know exactly against whom. Yeah, I... I'm a, like a little curious about what the framing of this podcast even is. As somebody who's listened to one of the episodes, it <laughs> felt really inoffensive to me. Um, I mean, it's the... exactly what it is. I mean, it's exactly what it is. I guess, like the. I mean, I think, like when I say framing, I just mean like the idea that um, having a fucked gender is something that could be desirable or uh, seen as like cool or sexy or or fun um yeah yeah that's i guess kind of like the idea and then like um or you know like i've talked with other people before about like one thing that like uh was like an impetus for me to start this was like i was having all these conversations with friends um on twitter spaces back when that was like a thing that was more popping um and it was right like obviously i a lot of my friends are trans people and so like a kind of consequence of this was like we would just be like a bunch of trans people hanging around talking about the things that we talk about and then like you know twitter spaces the the way that the site works like people would wander in and sometimes they would be like other trans people at kind of various stages of like sorting out their transition or thinking about themselves or they'd be just, like, curious cis people sometimes, too. Um, and I kind of really enjoyed, like, some of those conversations, and I was like, oh, I should, like, come up with a way of kind of doing this that's, like, more... that's, like, less fleeting than, like, a Twitter space, and that's more kind of, you know, can can get out to more people or something. And so I did it. Yeah. Um, and it's been, like, I don't know, it seems like it's been useful. Like, a lot of people, I've had, like, a lot of people that were, like, wow, this, like, conversation really, like, let me think about things in a different way that feels, like, productive and that, like, helped me get over some stuff or sort of, like, 
gives me like hope that I can figure out like you know my own shit or something and like I don't know that's really cool I really appreciate that um <laughs> yeah you sound great um I'm not trying to um big up the podcast or anything like that um I I'm just I don't know this is just I guess what it is um what we're doing which I guess is going to be talking a little bit about your life. I don't know. Um, creaturehood. <laughs> was that always like, what was that? Sorry, I just wanted to say, you are allowed to talk about how good your podcast is on your podcast. Um, but yeah, ask me about being a creature or whatever. Yeah, what's the what's the deal with that? <laughs> um. Okay, I guess for me, um, I'm definitely somebody who likes to try new things and do new stuff and go into something and, like, give it, like, a lot of energy and a lot of time. Or, like, a lot of energy and a small amount of concentrated time. Um, so I got to be a girl. And I was like, wow, I'm really good at this. This is really fun. Then I was like, oh, it's also kind of like sort of boring to just do girlhood in this way that is more normative. But I'm good at it and it's fine. But then like maybe there's something more interesting underneath. Um, And yeah, at the risk of talking about Twitter too much, I like... um, saw the plushy isopod you know what i'm talking yeah. about i've seen yeah. that i've seen that i'll I put a saw link that. in the show description <laughs> yeah because it's I, I i have no disrespect for anybody who buys a blahage and um yeah the isopod is superior in every way um, so I got one and I named it Gwendolyn. Um, shout out to all your listeners who are probably named Gwendolyn. And then, yeah, I started, <laughs> I started tweeting about it and, um, ended up with like other people buying me other, um, isopod plushies and other little crustacean plushies. And I started making, I guess I'm saying, um, this, I've started making like content with that and just having like fun with it um and now my bed is like filled with isopod plushies and some of them have babies and um i started like i don't know really vibing with like the isopod and learning a little bit more about who they are and they're just like really cool um, but they're not the only kind of creature out there. Just like everything that like crawls or scuttles is like um, intriguing to me and exciting for me. So yeah, um, I don't do enough like real life crawling, but it, on some level, I'm always skittering around, and it's largely spiritual, emotionally skittering. Yeah, I hope that I'm, like, skittering around in the hearts and minds of the people who care about me at any given moment. Um, Yeah, I hope people feel my presence as kind of something that is, like, startling and itchy on their skin, that they, like, 
brush off really quickly or like maybe scream a little bit. Um, Hell yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds really spooky. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you All so right. much. We're getting into we're getting into the Halloween vibes here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think one of the things about bugs is that they exist all the time, and they're everywhere, and they're all around you all of the time. Like they're probably I don't know exactly what your setup looks like, but unless you're in sort of a, a, a plain room with no furniture and no windows or doors. There's probably like so many little bugs all over um, your space and all over you right now. Oh, I, I just noticed like a pretty significant spider web up in the corner. So. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I can see like a... Okay, well maybe I'm confabulating... Do hunts, huntsmen don't spin webs, do they? Are you talking sure about daddy long legs? Are you yeah. using the politically correct term for the daddy long legs? I have no idea where that came out of me, but yeah. Huntsmen. Um, yeah, they do spin webs. Um, I have them all over my house and they catch the little gnats. But the one in the corner of your room? That's actually me. Hi. Hi, Iker. Hello, welcome to Hi. my bedroom. Can you imagine if it had a tiny little headset on and a little microphone There's and a, a little Discord. device capable of going on Discord? Oh my God, I um, I had to explain the Spiders George meme to someone the other day who hadn't seen it before. You know the Spiders George meme, right? This is. Like an ancient meme about the outlier yeah. the statistics. Yes, I wouldn't be able to quote it to you, but I am familiar with the concept and remember that period of time. Yeah, this was oh my god! I the first time I saw that meme when I was like in high school on Tumblr, I was like, "This is gonna yeah. change my life." Wow! Did it? Yeah, in some way, probably. Oh. Yeah, um, huge Tumblr energy. Um, loved being a Tumblr podcast. girl. You were a Tumblr girl? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, well, I mean, it was before I knew I was a girl, but I was definitely on Tumblr. Um, okay. I was like, kind of like a cute little Tumblr guy who sometimes would post picks in a skirt um it would get a lot of attention because the tumblr crowd loves a little bit of gender fuck um right you might i don't know how do you ever like pull your listeners how many of you are tumblr and how many of you are twitter and how many of you are a secret third thing um i haven't i think most of the listeners i've found have found us through twitter I need to get back on Tumblr and start promoting the podcast on there and also recruiting podcast guests. Yeah. There. Yeah. Because I've only, I've, I found one guy from Tumblr who was a, uh, an author of forced masculinization erotica, which was, uh, a really fun conversation, but it was very, I don't know, it was very interesting. There was definitely like a lot of like, kind of like minute 
cultural differences <laughs> that I would break that. I feel like it's a little like silly to be like, oh, this is because like he's on Tumblr and we're on Twitter. But like, um, <laughs> he um, felt he felt more earnest than like a lot of like than what I than what I kind of would have assumed if I'd like come across someone like that on Twitter. Um. Okay, I've not three like a bad things. thing or anything. That was like a, it was very endearing, but yeah, sorry. Say what you're gonna say. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I have to listen to his episode. Um, three things. Um, I have also been yearning to go back on Tumblr. I have an account with like a thousand followers. None of them are chasers. That well, none of them, to my knowledge, are chasers. Um, two. Wait. Oh yeah, I did like look for isopod memes on Tumblr, and I think I found an account, and I don't remember what it was called, but it was something like isopod girl dick, and I just think that she's my best friend, and we don't know each other yet, but if she's a girl with a dick who loves isopods on Tumblr, I just think that we might be we might be siblings. That might, be might just be you. Do you like ever know. like sleepwalk? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, that gets me to my third thing. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, she could be like your Tyler Durden. What if, like, <gasps> you're... <laughs> you're sleepwalking and accidentally running a Tumblr account? That would be amazing. Well, th- Jolene, that is my third thing, which is that I recently had a manic episode during which I got really into self-cessed and wrote self-cessed erotica, um, <laughs> which could very much, I don't, is Fight Club self-cessed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It, wow. It's like so funny that people are like, oh, they really toned down the homoeroticism in the movie compared to the book, which like, <laughs> it's just homoerotic in a different way like look at tyler's outfits my man's literally like wearing like a fucking like fishnet crop top in half the scenes and they're like yeah it's way less gay than the book (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about yeah i did you have you read the book i don't Oh yeah, I've read the book. I like um I was really into Fight Club when I was a teenager. Um in a way that I think would probably surprise some people, but maybe not. I don't know. Um uh, but um Yeah, I So self that that's a that's interesting. That's like, I mean, that's, so that's, this is the term I've only ever really seen, like, in, in kind of joke situations, right? Of, like, the idea is it's, like, fucking yourself, right? Um, yeah. yeah okay. Like, yeah, fucking yourself. I, I don't proclaim to be an expert on self-test, but as somebody who really finds herself so attractive and like I don't know I don't know like we're treading real close to being super corny about like self-love and stuff 
um or like people who say that they're like dating themselves that's unfortunate um but i like i don't know sometimes i think about like yeah like i love dating myself honestly really okay i love just taking myself out for a nice like meal at a restaurant on my own just completely alone with my own thoughts and no one else okay but imagine imagine like cucking yourself with yourself (laughs) because that's a little bit more exciting to me the the, the cuck stuff never really got to me um i couldn't I, i don't know i would just get impatient and be like let me get in there you are um, in there. So I would have a threesome point. with myself. Yeah, with okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. And have you? No. What's holding you back, Jolene? There's only one of me. Um, mm. Actually, I did um, I did have a, a bad acid trip that turned into me uh, insisting oh. to my friends really stridently. That there were twelve of me. Um, wow. Or there was I I I said that and then I like corrected myself. Was like I'm sorry, that's wrong. There's an infinite number of me, but there's twelve in the room right now. And I I felt like it was very important that we do something about that. But um, I think I think things resolved in some other way. I don't exactly remember. Um, but you know, um. Have you ever done acid? This is Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, I've done so much acid. I've done so much, um, so many drugs. Most of the psychedelic drugs I've done are dimethoxybromoamphetamine or something called DOB. It's one of Alexander Shulgin's creations. Um, okay. I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but you have. I'm. I don't know. Was that? Is it? Is it something that you find interesting to talk about? Did it ever? lead to any kind of gender revelations for you is it just fun you know, i find I'm... i find drug use a really actually interesting topic and we'll talk about it for probably longer than it's interesting to other people but cool yeah, go, go um, ahead and answer this question <laughs> uh you know i'm so envious of uh, girls who like took mushrooms one time and were like, "Oh my God, I'm a girl." No, I never realized anything besides like the nature of the universe when I was tripping as a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, um, I had a lot of weird experiences. It definitely like, well, it definitely encouraged me to be like a weird little guy. Um, and probably has had like lingering effects on who I am. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I really liked psychedelics, and yeah, I think about like, um, like injection drugs. I got into like opiates. We we harvested opium and processed it when I was a teenager. Um, and then got into like morphine and stuff and oxycontin. Um, and yeah, now that I like shoot 
um, estrogen into my body, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like a different like needle experience. This is kind of cool that like I again get to experience the rush of like stabbing myself with a with a syringe um, this time for this other purpose, which is almost oppositional to the reasons why I, I found myself doing that as a kid. Yeah, I never was an IV drug user, but um, actually the first drugs I did recreationally were like um, Oxycontin and uh, other um, like pharmaceutical opiates. Um, first, wow, the gateway. Yeah, skipped right over all the other stuff. Even like alcohol. I never had, I did not have a sip of alcohol before I tried um i think oxycontin was like the first one um yeah <laughs> I don't, yeah no I, that's that's interesting like actually um i have a friend who's a trans guy and he um said to me once he was like yeah you know like uh I tra- I transitioned because I wanted to shoot a controlled substance again and didn't feel like going back to <laughs> to I think I assume heroin was probably his thing uh, although we never actually said it you know explicit detail but um, judging on you know time and eras I feel safe assuming it was heroin. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's that's really uh, he, funny. He told me he told me I should tweet that, and I was like, "Well, one, estrogen's not controlled, and yeah, two, um, <laughs> I never, like I said, I never, uh, I never injected. I was like really scared of needles at the time, um, which um, I'm not anymore, thankfully. But it was a little bit of a queer experience for me because it was my first time being penetrated by another person. I was pretty bad at hitting the veins. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there were these, like, I don't know, these, like, ghostly boys around me. Or maybe they were boys, who knows? And they would, like, penetrate me. And it was pretty cute. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I don't know, being held by your, like, friend as they, like, inject you with something that's gonna make you sort of almost pass out in their arms. Like, I don't know. It was sweet. I miss them. We don't talk. Slash. They didn't all make it, but that's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. That sounds... Yeah, complicated. Um feelings i don't know i i definitely sort of um i don't know i've thought a lot about the um you talk about like the sort of like the i think what you said that it's like sort of like uh opposite urges right uh transitioning as a like thing that kind of necessitates like a little bit of a like i'm gonna live (laughs) vibe versus like yeah um I don't know, yeah, like, when I was uh, taking pills, I fully was just like, okay, well, this is, like, a really slow way of killing myself. Um, oh, yeah, totally. That, like, in retrospect now is, like, um, I don't know, I had, like, a variety of kind of experiences when I was a teenager and came out pretty, like, 
convicted that I wanted to live. <laughs> and I think that kind of accepting that I was trans was a big part of that because I was like, okay, well, I want to live because I need to be alive to do this thing. And um, I can't imagine like not doing this thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's true. It's also a little funny because I, I do think that um, drugs kept me alive as well. Yeah, um, no, it very much like, I don't know, it's a, and like also like, I mean, like, uh, like transparency's sake, like I uh, currently take Tramadol like every day of my life um, for chronic pain and like, I don't know, wouldn't be dead, but would be, like, in a much worse place in terms of, like, I wouldn't be able to hold down a job. I wouldn't be, like, <laughs> there for, like, the people in my life that need me if it weren't for, like, um, and, like, I don't know. Tramadol is, like, uh, I don't know, nothing compared to, like, shit that I was doing. But um, it is, like, blessedly, like, uh, effective enough to to keep me sort of functional compared to um what i would be if i weren't using it yeah yeah that makes sense um i don't know if that's like what you mean when you talk about drugs uh keeping you alive but um close i I definitely mean that like i couldn't have dissociated through my adolescence sober and the dissociation really, like, was so supportive for me not, like, freaking out the whole time. Do you feel like that was, like, primarily a gender thing, or? Um, uh, um in part, well, I'm the kind of trans girl who has, like, an egg dad. Um, As in, like, your dad is an egg, or... My dad is an egg. Um, My dad is, like, a self-loathing egg who, like, is super autistic and um, really hates all those things about himself. Um, okay. And I think on some level, understood that I was both of those things, too. And, yeah, the process of of training me to not be those things, um, which didn't work out great um, for him, uh, was really rough. Not a fun time um, for me. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah. yeah sorry. No, no, no. It's, now it's, it's a Halloween episode because it's scary because that's bleak. And no, it's... Unfortunately, it's like um, the kind of scary yeah. movie that makes you feel really bad at the end. No, it's... I mean, it, it's certainly not a... um. It's certainly not anything that is unfamiliar to this podcast, and it's, yeah, I don't know, it's, uh, 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds difficult. Was this like a a kind of constant presence? I mean, I guess like what was the kind of presence of this in your throughout your childhood? Was it like did it like only kind of become a thing with like the onset of like adolescence, or was it there kind of the entire time? Or um. Well, definitely, like the the like behavioral interventions to like train the autism out of me, um, are pretty consistent as far back as I can remember, and my memory is not super great, especially of my childhood. Um, <laughs> as far as the gender stuff, that's a little bit more complicated. Um, yeah, I think that. Because it's not like I was, like, encouraged to do, like, stereotypical masculine stuff. Um, It was definitely a little bit more insidious than that. Like, I wasn't, like, in sports and nobody cared. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that it was present throughout, but in a way that was very, like quiet sometimes most of the time yeah does that make sense i think i get so it's like a very like more um prohibitory prohibit prohibitive than like necessarily like uh prompting or pushing or like trying to get specific right well it's, it's more sorry there was a pressure say? yeah sorry there was a pressure no. um for approval like i really yearned for approval um and from I your dad pre- or yeah yeah and i was really like trained to do so and then yeah i don't know when you're so highly attuned to somebody you can see you can notice like when disapproval happens even if it's in the slightest change in like face or tone um so it wasn't so much like you need to go join sports or boy scouts or something but rather, like, if I said something that implied anything um, apart from my my assigned role in gender hierarchy, then, like, that tonal shift would happen, and I would be out of favor, um, which could escalate. But usually that was, like, enough, I think. Okay. You say out of favor compared to other siblings, or? Hmm. Um. I did have a sister who was usually more in favor. In favor. Um. But yeah, I think that she went through something similar in a lot of ways. Um. Uh, I was definitely like the identified patient of my family. Okay. Yeah. What 
I'm sorry. Sometimes this happens. I just lose words. Um, what was the like? Uh... Hmm. So this is sort of. Is this like sort of co-contaminant or co? contemporary contemporary to uh right you mentioned being on tumblr and, and doing gender things on tumblr as a teenager what's um, the sort of i did gender things on tumblr in my 20s actually oh um, in your 20s actually okay yeah i'm i'm late <laughs> i'm always late um which i think is really cool of me Okay, interesting. And so, so is that sort of is doing gendery things um, something that you only kind of get to approach in a um, explicit way as after you've kind of become a adult on your own, or is that? Yeah, I got kicked out at seventeen, um, and I did have some fun when I was like tripping, like. And hanging out with that crowd um, of people, like there were girls who would like dress me up in a skirt and like maybe do makeup on me or whatever. But it like wasn't like, oh my god, like I'm enlightened in this way or I'm having this cathartic moment. It was like, oh, <laughs> I'm so silly, and also I'm really high right now. Um, whatever, I'm receiving attention. Um, But yeah, when I when I did get kicked out and I did get to like figure shit out, I don't know. I, I yeah, having some freedom from that, and I did have to like cut my dad out of my life entirely before I even started HRT. Um, it was kind of a prerequisite for me doing that. Um, so I don't I don't even know how much he is aware of who I am. Um. Yeah. Okay. When did you start HRT? Uh, like, what age was I? Yeah. Thirty-two. Okay. How old are you now? Thirty-three. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> That's so fascinating. Oh my god. Yeah. Is that okay? Sorry, do you yeah, have a threshold no. for how how long no, somebody I, has to be on HRT to like no, join your? I literally don't. I've had I've had like I've had people that will probably never be on HRT on this podcast many many times. Yeah, I figured. Um, it's extremely normal. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting that. Uh, it was it was like right at my thirty second birthday. So okay, yeah, okay. What was the kind of, well, so, I mean, and also this is like a, so, right, I first sort of, like, had, like, the thought, like, I am trans in a, like, uninhibited way when I was 17. Um, it was actually on 420, which everyone's always like, oh, my God, you were stoned. And I'm like, no, I wasn't stoned that year. Wow. I was um unfortunately i couldn't get stoned that 420 i had to miss out on all the festivities um 
but I uh, I realized I was trans then, and then I didn't actually start HRT until like a week before my twenty third birthday. So uh, I spent a lot of time kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I know a lot of people will have, like, kind of periods like that where they, like, do get, like, really into, like, all these, like, really, like, maladaptive, like, repressive mechanisms, you know, like the yeah. party and stuff. Like, I have, like, a bunch of friends who, like, just, like, happened upon, like, a Blanchard, a thing that, like, explained Blanchard at some point when they were, like, 17 or something, and they were, like, oh, well, I guess that's just me, and then, like, spent, like, five years just kind of hating themselves, and then we're like, oh, wait, I don't have to think about it like that? Um, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't me. I didn't do anything like that. I was just kind of, like, hemming and hawing about, like, oh, I need to, like, sort, I need to, like, everything needs to be right before I do this, and that was stupid in retrospect, but um, I guess I say that all to say sort of, like, well, what was the kind of distance between you I don't know I guess like how did like sort of gendery thoughts develop into eventually transition and then what's the kind of development from that to like getting on hormones and stuff like that yeah well like I said in my 20s I had like a period of time I was actually an undergrad at the time and and um it took me a while to actually get back to school after dropping out of high school. Uh, um, yeah, like the last two semesters of college, I like couldn't have a job and do the course load. I just like took out like a bunch of extra student loans and lived off of that plus savings. Um, and that gave me some like freedom for presentation. Um, this is like one of the things that I think offers the opportunity of like a, a radicalization moment where like you can be like, oh yeah, if we didn't have work and work wasn't a place where you could be like punished because my teachers couldn't fire me, right? But my bosses could be like, oh, this is making me uncomfortable and you have to get out. And in fact, yes, my bosses have said this is making me uncomfortable and you have to get out. Um, but that would happen later. Um, so yeah, I got to play around with that, but then soon after that, I graduated, got a job, went back to a more normative way of presenting. Um, although I like to think I had some fun with it. I was wearing a little crop top overall combos and stuff. Um, yeah, so then I sort of... Yeah, I had this big, like, thing happen in my life where I was under quite a bit of scrutiny. And I'm not sure how much detail to go into, but it was it was basically a, a legal conflict. And during this legal conflict, I was um, being watched really closely. And it was during this time that I was like, oh, wow, I'm like a girl. And if I could start hormones, I would absolutely be starting hormones right now. But I can't because... I am being constantly watched, and if I actually started hormones, um, it would make me more vulnerable to, like, the legal apparatus that surrounds me, um, which I think is true and wasn't simply me making excuses, um, but maybe a little bit of both. Anyway, 
I then sort of went through like a doomer phase where I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll never be able to do this thing, this like self-actualization thing. Um, and then, yeah, as the legal apparatus sort of dissembled around me and was no longer as intrusive, I was like, I'm gonna quietly start hormones here. And yeah, as that fell away more and more, I was like, well, I'm going to go really, really hard into this because I'm 32 and I feel like I'm a little late. Um, but yeah, does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah, it does. No, that's, that's understandable. That's interesting to sort of like. I don't know, having this situation where it felt impossible was the thing that made it um, maybe feel like more important to make it actually happen when um, yeah. did eventually get the chance. Uh, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's a very, like, common. Um, yeah. Yeah, as soon as it as soon as it was a uh, not a possibility at all, I knew how bad I wanted it. Um, yeah, and then I took it. Yeah, that's interesting. So interesting. And so then you said earlier that you kind of went from you st did that sort of start off more like um, you said your kind of gender was a little bit more like normative girl before it eventually became more creature. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing and I was just like, I will take the clothes of my cis female friends and of the people around me who have their own sort of styles of femininity and they are willing to give me clothes and um so I just, just like dressed in what other people were wearing and I didn't really know how to do makeup but I live in California and like a lot of people just like don't do makeup or do like a very minimal makeup look out here in this at least part of California it's not LA or close to LA um I guess I don't know how people do makeup in different parts of the state, but where I live, people aren't doing a lot of makeup. So uh, if you want to pass as a cis girl, then you're probably not doing much makeup. Um, yeah, I just like did that and I didn't really care about certain things. Like I never like got into like voice training. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just was like, what if I, can I, I just like used to fantasize about passing a lot and now I don't care as much. Um as long as I'm not in danger. Which is another vampire parallel, by the way. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> Me. Oh my goodness, I'm yawning. Are you sleepy? Um, 
Maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's a little bit late, but I'm I'm surviving. I've still got it. I've still got it in me. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. What's your like? Okay. What's the kind of genesis of? Um, well, and then you were talking about the isopods earlier, that happening, the sort of creature-y, the creature-y stuff. Um, and I think, did you say you were, like, filming content with the isopods? You know, I wish it were more popular. I need to find the real freaks who really want more of that. Um, but yes. Crawly. <laughs> Yeah, I just think there's something cute about putting some babies in a little isopod. Yeah. When you say content, you mean like porn, right? Or. Mm hmm. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,. I can't say I'm surprised it's not particularly popular, although. Um, Wow. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh I wish I were surprised. I wish it were more popular. Um I you need to tell your listeners to go order custom content from me. Go order custom content from Iker where she um Yeah, is playing around with the isopods, I guess. Thank you. Or wait, are you are you a she? I'm I'm assuming your pronouns. <laughs> oh. What are your pronouns? I'm like an itchy. Okay, itchy. Okay, so I wasn't wrong. Itchy. I said I said herself earlier. I noticed that. Okay. Um, I'm leaning towards it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is chill. What's the What's the uh? symbolism of it what does it mean to you um i just think it sounds neat i think it sounds i don't know like no that's fair that's well that's been a that's a running theme on this podcast is every time i have someone on that uses it it pronouns um it is like has a very banal reason for doing so um yeah well okay i do think that there's a lot of like moments. <laughs> well, I really like monsters and creatures. Yeah. And like when there's like a monster in a movie, people will like it the monster. People will like use it pronouns for that monster. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. It's also like the first pronoun anybody ever used for me, which I think is kind of cute too. Wait, what do you mean by it's the first pronoun anyone ever... Like, ever in your entire life, or...? In my entire... Like, after escaping the womb. You know, I pre I'm, I don't remember this moment, but I'm sort of assuming that I had the archetypal moment in which the doctor, like, looks at you and says, it's a blank. That's so fascinating. You I know? never thought about that. So, like... I guess if you wanted me to describe my gender, which was the first question you asked, it's a girl feels pretty close. 
It's a girl. Yeah, but not she's a girl. Really more like it's the girl. Is is closer to where I land. I never put that together. Oh my goodness. I feel like this is gonna... I feel like this is like a... I'm like seeing like the ones and zeros through the matrix right Ooh. now. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm changed. Yeah, well, you're welcome. What are you, I don't know your pronouns. Um, I guess he is kind of like the, um, I don't know. I don't have very many, like, situations where people ask my pronouns. The pronouns I have in my bio on Twitter are she and Z. Um, just because I want to have, like, a, a pronoun that's, like, a little bit difficult for people. Uh, if they want the challenge, they're welcome to use it. Amazing. But, uh, yeah. And that's really going to appeal to that Tumblr market, too. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I applied for a um a research fellowship for the podcast um at the Leather Archives in Chicago and I like put on my CV. I was like, I'm going to like flex like oh. I use she z pronouns if you want my wow. like credentials. <laughs> I don't think anyone was going to care about that, but I was like, you know, if I'm going to have my CV, I'm going to put, like, a real freaky pronoun on there. I'm going to put, like, something a little weird. I'm going to, you know. I love that for you. Yeah. We got we to gotta put something out there. <laughs> um, yeah. When did you start doing uh, porn relative to your... Uh, transition. Let's see. Yeah, what was I doing? Um, I guess, like, this year, um, I guess, like, spring of this year is probably when that started. What was I doing? Um, oh, yeah, initially I was just selling stuff like in my DMs. It was just like pictures, like short videos, and then people would ask for like custom stuff. And I don't know. I didn't have like, I guess it's similar to the sort of transition arc for me because I didn't have a strong sense of like what I wanted to do or what I want to make. Now I have all sorts of things that I want to do and want to make that I don't know where the market is. Like, you know the, um, you know how in like movies there'll be like a dead wife? Yeah. <laughs> I really want to make like dead wife content. Okay, wait, what do you mean by a dead wife? <laughs> oh, well, like, you know, like, John Wick, like, how that movie, the first one, have you seen it? I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. I thought it was a wow. dog that was dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much do you care about John Wick spoilers? <laughs> None at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I like how many of how like the movies we're talking about are all just like bro movies. Um Yeah, John Wick like the dog is important because it's the last gift his dead wife got. Him. Okay. Yeah. 
and he like starts that movie off by like watching a video of her where she's like john like put away the camera john i'm in love with you john life is so beautiful and i don't know how to make that erotic but i believe in my capacity to do so okay so when you say dead wife porn you're thinking like the um you're thinking like the the sort of the trace of the dead wife that's like surviving okay because when when you said that initially my thought was like something like um have you seen interstellar um yeah but i don't remember it <laughs> yeah so i mean like the, the the wife is just like completely like like she's she's dead but she's just completely like there's no they like mention like oh yeah she's dead like she's obviously dead because there's this this family in which there's no women um yeah but, like she, she she's just this like complete absence and so i was like how do you make a porn around an absence and then well, i was like <laughs> and then i was about to put on my my french philosophy <gasps> hat and be like um isn't all porn about absence Ooh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow well that is you know, I've thought about that, too, because, you, you know, the girlfriend experience type of sex work? Yeah. Um, when I, I've done that, and I'm, like, so doting. I'm, like, such a good girlfriend. I'm a way better girlfriend to a client than I have ever been in real life. Um, I'm just, like... Texting good morning, texting good evening. I'm not neglecting people at all. I'm like very present and so fucking sweet. Um, but you could give the dead wife experience. That is a, a service you could provide, and it would be about absence. And maybe, wow, yeah, like that sounds like a really beautiful, um, thing to share with somebody getting really halloweeny can you imagine like some chaser in a graveyard like laying flowers on like a grave that doesn't that is like unmarked and like pretending it's mine and like yeah i don't know what i'm doing probably like spending the money um yeah, I think that this is something that I would like to get into. I need to find someone who wants me to do that with them. I would love if this podcast helps you find one. I don't think that they are in... Um, I don't think that they are in the the when a guy has a really fuck gender fandom. I unfortunately don't think that that's the kind of people. Those are the kinds of people that listen to the podcast. Maybe they are. If you're like a you know, if that's what you want to do, like, please reach out to Iker and um. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth. <laughs> for what it's worth, my clientele is very much not all pacers it's like yeah a lot of people who don't fit that description there's like a weird number of cute girls 
Okay. And we love that. Yeah, that's that. And yeah, that makes sense. I I don't know. Kind I, of. I don't know if that's like the most common experience. I've talked to other other sex workers who don't have that experience. Um. And are envious. I'm, I'm so sorry. It seems, I don't know, it, it seems interesting, right? Because I've, I've had a couple different sex workers on the podcast now, and it's always interesting sort of like, um, I don't know, thinking about their different client bases and sort of like, I don't know, who I, as like someone who has never done sex work, imagine their clients are versus who they tell me their clients. Dead wife is certainly an untapped niche and and one that I think could really use more stuff. There's the other option too, which is like a corpse, which would be really cute. And I don't know. I think I have the makeup skills to pull it off. Um, So yeah, if anybody wants that. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I like zombie girls. I think zombie girls are cute. Like limbs falling off. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I don't know. Or at least like dangling. Like there's something sexy about a dangle. Can't say I relate, but um, I love that for you. <laughs> the very least. Um. Hell yeah. Oh my goodness. We have been going for about an hour. Are there any like final topics you want to discuss or any like uh anything you thought we might discuss that we didn't get to or anything like that? Um let's see. I don't think that there's anything that I necessarily need to discuss. Um We didn't really talk about being a goblin at all, which is chill. Yeah. Wait, okay. Well, I want to now. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Can we talk about being a goblin? I don't know. What does goblin mean to you? Um, well, you know, I've, I've used, like, fae pronouns in the past, and I think that there is something very cute about being like a fairy, and I've seen some very like ethereal girls doing some really amazing like fairy stuff, and um, just like yeah, I don't know, I don't have like a delicately angular face, my face is like not structured that way I don't look elven um, but I'm like, oh when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh you kind of look you kind of look like a goblin, actually. Like, your your features are just, like, a little bit more, like, I don't know, bushy? Um, and so I think it's about tapping into something a little bit magical, but doing it in the crudest way possible. Um, and something that's just, like, a little bit less um, refined. So yeah, I also just think goblins are very hot, um, and there's something real cute about being like a cute little thing with some sharp little teeth that like likes to bite, 
and wants to scratch and also i don't know is is maybe not the yeah like i do think goblins are 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 stupid and i think that that's cute too yeah stupid girls are cute yeah that's a soapbox that i'll stand on for sure <laughs> i i support um yeah i don't know i support goblins <laughs> i Thank i you. get it i get it okay wow oh, yeah. we overlap finally on something we finally resolve resolve really goblins. into goblins well, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not a goblin. I don't think, at least, I don't know. Hmm. I could probably be one if I wanted to, but I don't think I. Yeah. Am. What do the ones this... and zeros say? Well, this is the thing about the podcast, right? Is that like, despite being like the host of the the fucked genders podcast, I really have a very boring gender. I'm like a like moderately butch trans girl, and that's kind of the end of it. Um. <laughs> Does the goblin thing have to be a gender thing, or can it be like? Cause, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, wait, what? How much of this is gender, and how much of this is like all sorts of other things? Like what sorts of other things? I don't know. I guess like, does gender just refer to like? I don't know what gen. Can you tell me what gender is? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um oh, I know I sent you the thesis statement episode. Did you listen to it at all or <laughs> it's okay if you didn't? Yeah, no, I don't do homework, sorry. That's okay. Um that's okay. That's totally that's perfect actually. Um I don't know. I think gender is like um what it is is going to depend a lot uh on the given context that you're operating within. I think there's like clearly like right like some kind of like limited context in which we can talk about something like uh goblin or like clown or <gasps> clown um, yes uh as being sort of like genders um mm-hmm. I think there's also like a lot of other contexts where those will be read more as like um I mean one of those will be read as like a profession um although isn't all gender a profession um wow did you know i've been paid to do clown work what was that did you know i've been paid to be a clown professional you've been a professional clown that's so cool yeah just one time but yeah just once okay you didn't go to like clown college or anything like that i did i did take some clown classes yeah, in college I took clown classes and then after I graduated I took like maybe the, my the, my favorite class that I've ever taken was a clown class with this really amazing clown who's since retired um who taught me to juggle and taught me mime skills. If this weren't a podcast and were some kind of visual medium, I could do some mime stuff for you. I can That's lift so myself off of the ground with a with an imaginary balloon. It's quite remarkable. That's so um, cool. Oh my god. I find like the sort of like like the technical aspect of clownery so fascinating. Um I don't yeah. know a lot about it, but I'm just like I feel like it's so fascinating that it is like a thing that is 
the kind of popular image of it is it's just like oh this is just a person in like a weird costume doing like kind of silly stuff but it's actually this like really like almost like a gus like art form that has like this like intense like history and like theoretical approaches and like all this sort of shit to it it's so cool to me um, yeah absolutely I should really like learn more about it um, there's a college near me um i'm not sure how near and i didn't go there um uh, where there is like a clown professor who like has kind of like a little cult around him and is like philosophy of clowning um and like the students who buy into that like sort of believe in clowning as like a way of life and do you know what i think i could very easily buy myself into there yeah well you know maybe that's like a good way to sort of like give my like succinct like what i see gender as being for a lot of people (laughs) is like a way of life like it's a sort of like a stylistic aspect that can inflect a person's uh whole experience of uh doing and being and toing and froing and all all the kinds of individual things um that go into that go into life, you know, like um I don't know. I'm 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 so butch when I go into work in my, you know, hoodie and my baggy jeans and I you know, look like vaguely pissed off at everyone until I, you know, get the gears turning and I smile and I say, Hey, how's it going, you know? back at it in the the, i don't work in an office but i um i do work in a job that's not client facing which is honestly i'm like one of those one of those people that i think would honestly do better in a client facing job so i'm like kind of scheming to to figure out how to go back to waitressing or something like that um yeah Cool. Okay, then yes. Um, I will say that goblining is partially gender for sure because there's an element of mischief to it. Um, I do think that, like, you know how you wanted people to be like a little bit challenged by your pronouns. I would like people to be on their toes. Um, around me, I don't want people to feel like sort of safe or secure and like they've figured it out or understand it um and i think clowning is similar i was i did clown makeup the other day and um god i just also like mischief plus just adorable wait are you are you on board with clown girls um like what do you mean by on board with like you've said I get it a couple times, and you've said, I don't get it a couple times. So where are you with Clown Girls? Do you I get, get it. it? I get okay. it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Amazing. I support them. Again, like, I don't I don't feel like I am a clown in any way, but... Um, you've got a little fetish. It's cute. You're fine with it. Um, wow. You heard it here, folks. Jolene... Clown a field girl chaser. I'm a chaser Ooh. for clown girls. You uh, know, the best kind of chaser, I think. 
Um, me too. And I am a clown girl. Um, C for C, clown for clown. Yeah. Um, I, why was I talking about that? Oh, yeah, but I put on this clown makeup and um, this girl I was dating came over, but we were, bro- we were broken up and she was like, are you okay? Or like, I can't tell if you're like happy or sad. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and it was like the first time we'd like hung out since we broke up and it was, it was chill and fine. Um, but I did like how unsettled she was the entire time and couldn't tell, couldn't like read my face, even though that was probably not the most comfortable experience for her. Um, I was like feeling euphoric around it. Maybe that's just because I'm mean. <laughs> it's the bitch. <laughs> My gender is rude. <laughs> I really don't want to be. I'm not a Twitter mean girl, I promise. Oh, okay. I can tell you're not. It's okay. I In my group chat, we only say nice things about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Like I know that sounds sarcastic, but yes, I think it's true. That's good. I I I need more positive group chats in my life. All my group chats are, I don't know. Not... Are you and Mean Girl group chat? It's honestly, it's the boys that bring the the mean energy. That's not true, actually. Oh, wow. It's like. <laughs> Which which group chat am I in that's nice? I don't know. I'm definitely in a nice group chat somewhere. I don't I don't know. Um Yeah. Um I'm in one group chat that just involves uh one girl just info dumping a bunch of medical knowledge to us whenever we any of us ask any question. Um <laughs> And uh, that's probably the most positive one. Um, and shout out to that girl. She's great. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you find more positive group chats in your life. Um, Thank you. Or at least ones. I don't know. Nobody's like posting pictures of people who aren't in the group chat and then we all just compliment the picture that nobody's doing that that sounds cute though that does sound cute just like a quiet like hype up party that doesn't ever get back to the person yeah i mean i've shown pictures i guess i've shown pictures of like people i'm like isn't this person cute we're talking or whatever and then like people are like yeah that person is cute Something like that. That's adorable. Yeah. Support that. Oh my god. Well, it's getting late for me. Um, Yeah, totally. Same. But this has been a great. This has been a great time. Thank you so much for sharing your life with us. Yeah, you know, I early Halloween. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I I don't know what I'm gonna be. You don't know what you're going to be for Halloween? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be either yet. I need to figure <gasps> it out. 
Whoa. Okay. Well, you know, hopefully by the time this episode is complete, I will know. Yeah. And it's it'll be amazing. DM me. Let me know what you're what you're going as for Halloween. I'll, There's going to be it pics. In the description for the audience. You have notifications on for me, right? I'll turn them on. <laughs> no, don't do what, that. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug, I guess, besides telling the audience to go uh, <laughs> go commission you to make videos with your isopods? Um, I'm trying to publish my self-sessed uh, erotica. Um, okay. You know, follow my Twitter. If that gets published, I'll probably... Wait, will I link it? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't need everybody knowing, like, my legal name. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. DM me if you want to read it, and I will send you a Google Doc. Or... Follow my link tree or like go to my link tree and follow the cool stuff that's on there. Um beyond yeah, I'll put that, the links in the episode description for all those things. Thank you. Thank you. Um we didn't talk about this. I care a lot about harm reduction. Yeah. Go join your local harm reduction organizations. Uh and I really like psychoanalysis and think Freud is actually kind of hot and based. So I'm plugging Freud. Hell yeah. I've been listening to the um the Ordinary Unhappiness oh podcast. My lately. Fucking God, I love that podcast, Jolene. Why yeah. are we friends? We should oh, hang we out. We should be friends. We should, yes. Oh my god. It's so um, good. And yeah, harm reduction also very important. Um this podcast has had a lot of, I think, frank discussion of drug use on it. Um, in the past and also in this episode. And um I don't know. I guess harm reduction is important. Taking care of yourself is important. Drugs are exactly what they are. And what they are is sometimes dangerous, sometimes scary, sometimes really fucking helpful. And uh, super cool. Let's do more. (laughs) I won't say that more is always an unqualified good, is always good. But um, the there's it's it's a thing that um i i don't think i will ever really not be using them in some way um but i've gone through lots of different periods of using and not using and using different things and not using different things and supporting loved ones through various decisions that have been consequenced to that have been inflected by drug use and um I don't know. It's hard, but stigma uh, has never helped anyone. And um, yeah, that's gender. I think it's it's important. <laughs> stigma has never helped anyone. Is gender? Yeah, I think so. Based on okay. the definition that I definitely understood that you gave me earlier. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh my god. Okay. Well, here I'll give you. This is a this is a recommendation for you. I'll link you it and then I'll put it in the show description. It's actually amazing that this doesn't come up on the show more often because it's like a thing that was like a pretty major part of my life and that inflects gender a lot. Um does the name E. Alkingham mean anything to you? 
No. Okay, so Guy Ockingham was a philosopher in 20th century, late 20th century France, um, who very, very much like uh, imbricated with like, uh, doesn't like cite like Lacan or anything like that, but is like talking back to him through like reading Freud. Mm-hmm. Think. Um, so if any of you are interested in psychoanalysis or Freud, uh, go read Homosexual Desire. I should probably do an episode on it at some point, considering how kind of like monumental it was to my own thinking. Um, and like how much I also know about Alkingham, like I've translated him before. Um, I've read actually not everything of his that's been translated into English because more stuff has come out within the past couple of years. But at one point I had and like was super, super into him. And I still think he's really important. Um, oh, brag. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, you should definitely, definitely check out Homosexual Desire. Um, Hell yeah. My, we didn't talk about this either, but my school, I'm in grad school, and they do not assign us cool stuff like this. Yeah. So I just don't read the assigned readings and do read stuff like this more often. Oh, fucking yeah. (laughs) Goes hard. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here, Iker. Yeah, that's me. I'm here. I'm Iker. Um, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> hopefully useful to you. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. But 